Hey everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and I'm joined as always by my co-host Tara. Greetings citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast. Every week we get together and talk about a movie that we watched. This week's episode was a winner of a Patreon vote every month on patreon.com slash TV. Your patrons at $5 tier and up get to vote between four films. And the theme for this month, I don't know why, but for some reason Tara talked me into video game based movies, which... I think this was your idea. This was No, this was definitely your idea. <laughs> mm, doesn't sound like me. Yes, it does. It does. Do you want to know why I know? Because it's a terrible idea. And do you know what sort of ideas you get? You get terrible ones. Prove it. You agreed to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> there. All right, I believe you. Argument one. Excellent. But yes, it was four video game movies, and because of that, there was really no good choice. There was no good option. Not really. However, somehow, the patrons picked what might be the least appealing one out of the four, and that is the 1999 Wing Commander movie. This was supposed to be just the filler, because we couldn't think of a fourth one. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, here we are. We're here to talk about the Chris Roberts directed... He also wrote it, apparently, as well. Um, and has a cameo. Does it? Oh, does it? I don't know what he looks like. Or did you see his name in the credits? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then I looked it up, because so, I didn't know what that meant. Oh, did it say cameo in the credits? No, no, it said, like, pilot. And, I mean, there were so many, like, which one oh, does sure. that mean? Yeah. So I looked it up after. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so Wing Commander it was a series of PC games in the 90s. I had a lot of FMV cutscenes. Famously had Mark Hamill and Malcolm McDowell starring in it. I never played them myself. Um, mm. But uh, as I understand it, the sort of games where if you liked, like having to like earn money to buy like parts for your ship so you could do bigger like missions and mm-hmm. runs and things like that, that's the sort of thing you would do. Did you ever play these? I did. Um, I, think I've, I think I've played all of them, but... My father is a, we didn't have a lot of video games growing up, but my father's a computer programmer, so we always had computers, mm. <laughs> and we always had computer games, and my brother was really into the Wing Commander series, and they they were really well-made games, and I remember playing Wing Commander 4 a lot, because I especially remember the Malcolm McDowell and um, Mark Hamill cutscenes, which were, I mean, so many. There's a lot, I mean, a lot of the, the game is just watching a movie. Mm. Which might beg but the question. They were really well-made games. And they had, like, this new thing where you can have stars in a video game. Yeah, they were kind of obsessed with that in the 90s. It was like, hey, we can do video now on a disc or on, mm-hmm. like, a, on a video game. Uh, yeah. Hence why the PlayStation also had a number of those things. And the Sega CD was a thing. Um, it does beg the question, though, why make a movie about it? Especially since it doesn't sound like... And you can correct me if I'm wrong. But given what the game is, it doesn't sound like a game where there's... like Obviously, there's a story because there's a lot of cutscenes. But it doesn't sound like a game where the story's kind of the main big thing that you, you'd want to see taken into a movie kind of thing, right? I mean... I always looked forward to the story parts of the video game, but it was only because of the cutscenes. It was like watching a movie. But, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I guess it just doesn't really trans translate very well just without the, the fighting, shooting, action part of it that you get to do yourself. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, call me crazy here, but is there a chance? Is there a chance? that Mark Hamill and Malcolm McDowell are better actors than Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, and Saffron Burroughs. Is there a chance? Yes. Although there are some pretty good actors in this movie. And small parts. They're, they're just... They're, they're way too good to be in this movie. They're criminally wasted. In fact, I feel like they, they cast Jurgen Prock now just so that they, when they're pretending to be Das Boot at one point, they can go, hey, we've there got someone some from... very Das Boot scenes in yeah, this. Yeah, we've got a Das Boot uh, actor in here. See, we're legit. Um, so <laughs> the plot of this movie is basically that... And I'll, I'll be honest, the, the plot of this is kind of like... Oh, I mean, I, I remember the, the gist of the movie because I just watched it like a couple hours ago, but... 
the actual beats of the, the plot and how each section, like, you know, it's like, okay, this is this part, and this is this part, and this is this part, it, it does blur together quite a bit because it does feel very samey mm-hmm. throughout a lot of it. But uh, basically, there's a war going on between the humans and uh, the Kalrathi. If I'm, am I saying that right? Uh, Kelrathi. I've already forgotten what they're called. Kilrathi. Kilrathi. The the alien yeah. cat hybrid yeah. things. Yes. Uh, he, I didn't even realize they were cat looking until like the last third of the movie when you got like, a proper look at them. Yeah. It, well, they were always cats in the video game too. Yeah. Like lion looking men, but they look worse in the movie. <laughs> but so there's this war going on, and the the Kilrathi uh, steal a sat computer thingamajig from this ship before they destroy it and because of that they have coordinates on how to get to earth and the plot uh, basically is that Freddie Prince Jr. is this young lieutenant who's just sort of graduated flight school or whatever and he he and Matthew Lillard are given a mission to take this secret coded message explaining what's happened to this other ship uh, with, with you know this uh, Tiger's Claw is the name of the, the ship and uh, and ultimately, their goal is to try and get back to Earth uh, quick enough to help defend it. Although it also becomes kind of about warning Earth about the, the incoming uh, attack. Because there's not a giant fleet at Earth. And it develops from there a little bit uh, into more specific things that they can actually help with. But uh, they're too far away. Uh, but there's there's, a lots of, there's lots of wormholes and jump points that they can maybe try and use and, and all sorts. And... Uh, we get this weird backstory about uh, a war, a, a civil war, if you will, between the humans, between the Federation or whatever they're called, and the Pilgrims. We'll talk about the Pilgrims in a little bit uh, when we get to spoilers. Because uh, I, I don't know if I said this, but we'll start spoiler free and we'll give you a warning before we go to spoilers. I should have said that. I don't know if I did. But, um, <laughs> so, I guess I'll just ask the question. I, I feel like, I mean, it's kind of obvious at this point, but Tara... My uh, my esteemed co-host, what did you think of Wing Commander? Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> it's not it's not the worst thing, but it's it's just kind of boring, and the acting is not very good, with the exception of the side characters. But it's so I don't know, like the plot seems like it's pretty simple, but there's all this like exposition of backstory that is is said and not seen. And so it kind of makes things a bit muddy and I actually found it a bit more, a bit too complex. And um, <laughs> I, I just had a hard time like keeping, keeping track of all the, like the rules of, of everything now of the air force and how I, they all they treat their dead and I the think, backstory of the pilgrims and there's a lot happening in here that I just it's it's just I don't know like they just put too much on it and uh, I don't like it very much but it's not the worst thing it's just not for me I think uh, that can go on the next uh, Blu-ray release just in quotations from from Tara there uh, <laughs> I found it a bit too complex <laughs> Tara 2019. <laughs> It is like there's so much stuff that like I, I like world building and all, but like they just because they just say everything and they don't show anything. I found it like just a bit. I, I couldn't keep up with it, <laughs> or maybe I just didn't want to. It is overstuffed. I mean, I, I think you're incorrect in one thing you said there at the end. You said it's not the worst thing; it's just not for me. I think that is highly incorrect. I think it's got nothing to do with being for you. I think this is a complete garbage movie full of garbage <laughs> things, garbage actors. Uh, garbage script uh, is got garbage space physics. We'll talk about that. Oh, but I'll give you one little tidbit here. One little thing I want to point out here at the start is yeah. So they've got like a like a like a runway kind of thing right at the side of the ship. And this is not unique to this movie. I've seen this in all sci-fi movies where they've got like a a runway where there's like a force field at the end where you know obviously the the, the you know, keeps out the mm-hmm. vacuum kind of thing. Um, right. That's that's fine. I don't mind that. I, I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that at all. Um. The two problems I have with this is, uh, one, first of all, um, anything that's flying out in space shouldn't really necessarily need that much momentum when it comes back through the force field, so it shouldn't really need to have, have literally a runway, just a place to land, really, more than anything else. Uh, but the bigger problem, and this is the one that really arcs me and makes me smile, 
is that when they're leaving uh, this this uh, this docking bay, right, is what it should be. In any other sci-fi movie, this would be a docking bay, but it's more of a runway here, like an aircraft carrier. Um, mm-hmm. When they they go running out of the, the runway and they go through the force field and they go off the edge of the ship to fly out into like a space battle, yeah. right? They go down. They go down as if there's gravity, as if they're going off an aircraft carrier. It's space. They wouldn't go down. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, plus, I mean, why do they even need wings? Yeah, they all have wings. In yeah, space. they 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 look like fighter jets, but like future fighter de- jets. They look like they should be in an atmosphere. They don't look like they should just be flying through the vacuum of space, especially from the fact that they launch while in space like it doesn't make any sense yeah i mean that's just a thing i, I can forgive that to a point like I, I can forgive like oh we just want them to look like this like <laughs> they, I, they, I mean they did in the video game too they look yeah. like just fighter jets in yeah. space it's a bit uninspired but I can, I can at least kind of like just wave that away but the actual how they use them is so infuriating and it's like oh, you know what we're on this topic now let's talk about sound let's talk about sound <laughs> in a vacuum now obviously not this is not, not the only sci-fi movie where sound happens right you know you hear explosions and whatnot and this movie is a, is particularly aggressive with it but i kind of let it go because i'm like okay other movies do it i won't really get that annoyed at it and there's a scene um just over halfway and I won't spoil the context of the scene until we get to spoilers. But there's like a like a sort of there's like a truck that goes out onto the runway to push like a damaged ship off the runway, right? And notably, it's outside the force field, so it's out in the vacuum of space. It's not inside the ship where there's an atmosphere. It's outside the force field where it's meant to be in a vacuum. And they really emphasize in the soundtrack the screeching metal as it's like scraping this thing off the runway. And I'm like, why are you emphasizing this? <laughs> They're, they're pushing it like it's like it's graphite into reactor floor of the runway. <laughs> that reference was so <sighs> nuclear hot. <I> nailed it. <laughs> nuclear hot. <laughs> that was a Chernobyl reference for anyone who didn't get it. <laughs> so so at that point in the movie, I'm really rolling my eyes and I'm thinking, all right, okay, stop. Like, okay, it's one thing to have some sound in space because you want some impact with the explosions and stuff, but this is really taking the piss. Mm-hmm. And then it like goes beyond the line that I can, where it actually uses sound as a plot point. I know. Where you know how in like submarine I movies, you this line of dialogue too. Yes, yes, and I, I, I like when I got here, I was, I was, like, am I an idiot? Like, do I not understand like sound and space and like radar and things? Because correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. So the reason why in a submarine yeah. story where they'll all go quiet, right? They'll stop moving, they'll stop the engines, and everyone on board will try and be as quiet as possible, is because radar uses sound right sonar sonar yes sonar uses sound yes Yes. okay i'm agree with you okay good because well it uses uh it uses water to do the sonar yes yes but it it, it is relying not a vacuum so yes it's relying on sound though for for it Mm -hmm. but this movie treats its radar as if they're using sonar because they're all hiding. They're in like a camouflage ship at one point, and someone says something, and like the, the admiral or the, the captain or whoever says, "Shh, there's a destroyer hunting us." And I'm like, "Why are you whispering? You're in space. It won't travel through space. It's a vacuum, you fool." They could literally be having like a disco party, like on Star, uh, <laughs> like in Star Trek Discovery, and uh, the enemy ship would not hear them no space there is space (laughs) the sound will not travel to the other ship it's not how it works like yes don't get me wrong i get the idea of cloaking and like obviously like if you're sending out communication signals that's something that can be tracked so you turn off that you turn off the comms i get why you turn those things off because that's detectable (sighs) but (laughs) i laughed so hard when he went shh that's a destroyer This is the Das Boot scene, right? This is the Das Boot scene. This is the Das Boot scene. They even have Jorgen Prochner from Das Boot like, in this very scene. And all I could think was, this is not underwater. It doesn't work this way. We're in space. I know. It's super dumb. And it's it's kind of insulting, too. Because mm-hmm. you think somebody would have been like, hey, you know this is how that 
that would actually work in space, right? And I can just hear like Chris Roberts saying, "It's all right. The audience won't know." Yeah, I like. I, obviously, there's, there's tons of things in every movie set in space that don't scientifically hold up that NASA would watch and like roll their eyes at and laugh. But here's the thing: this is lame in space stuff. This this is like something we all know. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is straightforward. So no, 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 movie. You don't get away with this. Wing Commander can lick my hairy ass because it is commit the cardinal sin and i will not have it uh but it was pretty funny uh so <laughs> so and we have bad acting uh you know it's freddie prince jr like i mean yes i'll get it out of the way he is married to sarah michelle gather who is of course from the hit television show buffer the vampire slayer uh, she was in this movie too was she yeah the poster that he has in his room is one of sarah michelle geller i'm surprised he didn't notice I did not notice that actually. <laughs> really? I think that was her. I'll have to go back and check after. <laughs> I did not notice. I'm gonna look at that. You look at that. I up. thought that was her. I'm like, oh, that's funny. What, Joe is so funny. <laughs> if that is her, is that that's not the only time she's made like a weird cameo in, in a way in one of his movies. Uh, did you ever see She's All That with Freddie Prince Jr.? Um, uh, no. Uh, well, that was a movie where he like you know he took the nerdy girl and turned her into a prom queen, and but he actually fell for her over the way. It was a you know it was a, it was a teen chick flick, but um, they I probably sh- really like that. They shot it at the same high school that Buffy was shot at, so she happened to be around. So she's just in like one of the cafeteria scenes, just there. Like she gets handed like a like a pizza or something with like that at one point, and that's it. <laughs> uh, but it's one of these weird things where you go, wait, was that was that Buffy? What the hell? Why was she in like a cameo? And it's like, oh, it's because they shot it at the same high school. She she literally probably just sauntered into the room and said, hey, can I just sit in the background for this shot? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, I can't find it. But I swear that was her. I'll, I'll corroborate yeah. it. I'll corroborate it. When we go on a break, I'll corroborate it. And we'll come back okay. and I'll be like, yeah, Tara was right. Well, or, that sounds good. Or Tara was <laughs> wrong, perhaps. I mean, it could go either way. <laughs> we'll see. Thanks. Um, but um, yeah, so we have Fairy Prince Junior, who is pretty terrible. Uh, he, you know, it's not been that long since me and Tim did. I st- still know what he did last summer, and he is like this is like right after that. He's still very much in that mold. He he's, he's sort of standing there, mouth agape, pretty much all the time, kind of confused by what's happening. Uh, his, his emotional yeah, range. I'm not really is... sure why uh, Hollywood wanted to make him a star so bad. He's just kind of blah. Mm, yeah, Matthew Lillard. Well, he has done a couple of notable things that have not been bad uh, over the years. Typically, this era of Matthew Lillard's pretty painful to sit through. Well, I mean, at least he does something. <laughs> He's not just like a wet blanket in a spacesuit, like. I mean, he's 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 annoying and he's like he's terrible. But yes, he does do something. What he does is completely <laughs> <laughs> like careless and and reckless. But <laughs> he does do something. That's true. No, That's men true. will do stupid things for women. <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> and then Saffron Burrows uh, is there, uh, who I know mainly from Deep Blue Sea. And she also, That's the thing I know from. yeah, she also can't really act. She couldn't really act in that movie either, but it didn't really matter as much in that movie. Um, in this movie, she's like the one of the three who's trying to like toe the line, <laughs> and it doesn't work. No, she's supposed to be. She is the wing commander, right? She's yes. supposed to be this hardened, no nonsense woman who keeps everybody in in line, but character just makes some confusing choices and uh she is also kind of a wet blanket in a spacesuit. i mean a beautiful one but that's about it she's <laughs> not a lot of personality no she's not and she's got this she's this weird thing i actually checked because she's got this weird accent and she is from england because i was curious because like both this and deep blue sea she's got this kind of weird voice and I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know if she's trying to like clean it up for like, like, you know, the rest of the audience maybe or something. But she comes across with this weird stilted accent. It's very weird, bizarre. I don't, I don't get what she's doing. I don't know. Something I about... didn't even know know that it was British. <laughs> well, that's a case in point. <laughs> case in I point. 
<laughs> what did you think she was then, if, you're, if not British? I don't know, some European transal Vakistan, I don't know. <laughs> you're so American right now. <laughs> <laughs> um... Despite the fact that you're actually Canadian, but I mean, that's, that's not there. Uh, yeah, the, the cast are really rough. I mean, I mean, you have some, obviously, like Jürgen Prock now and a couple other guys who are, you know, David Warner's in there, who, yes, was in both Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, and Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, playing two different roles. Don't let it end this way. <laughs> uh, he was also... <laughs> he was also I, I mean I grew up knowing him from two things um, uh, mainly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 The Secret of the Ooze just f- for the record I've seen it it is a kind of sci-fi uh, th- th- yeah they're mutants <laughs> made by Ooze yeah <laughs> you're gonna argue we should do some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies at some point it could be a fun franchise go ninja go ninja go Go ninja, go ninja, go. That is the only vanilla ice track you'll ever hear me attempt to sing. Dun, 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 dun. No. No. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Alright. Oh, you're showing your age right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. So are you, Mr. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? One thing I do want to talk about uh, before we get to spoilers, though, is visual effects, which have not held up very well <laughs> in the past 20 no, years. There is some miniature work, though, that's not too bad, but then they have, like, the CGI explosions and stuff over top of it, and I'm like, oh, well, that looks bad. Yeah, the CGI <laughs> explosions look really, really rough. Um, there's definitely... You could tell that it came right after, or right around the same time as The Matrix, right? Because there was, a, there was like one little sort oh, yeah. of bullet time scene... <laughs> But it's only one little yeah. bit, and it makes Not me... Th- as smooth as The Matrix, and for some oh, reason, no. every, they, the, the cameras had the flash going Yeah. when they did it. What's weird is that this came out in the same year as The Matrix, and I, I can't help but feel that The Matrix came out earlier, and this might be wrong. You know what, I'm going to check with once this came out. Uh, but, like, I can't help but feel that The Matrix came out and or not even came out i wonder if they like, just didn't they heard about it like you know so you know because industry insiders like hey we heard that mm-hmm. this movie over at warner bros is doing this thing and i wonder if they tried to replicate and that's why it's only in one scene so they tried to replicate yeah. it and you know so maybe they did it during reshoots actually this came out in march so i actually think this came out before matrix <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think Matrix was the summer movie, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it'd have to be really early to beat March. So, uh, that is interesting. That is it. Again, my 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 stance in this is that they heard about it from inside leaks and tried to replicate it without seeing it, and this is why it looks much worse. It looks so bad. Yeah, it's when they're going to like a like a, a wormhole or something with like that. There's like this weird like freeze effect. Mm-hmm. Um. So you get Matthew but Lillard. The, sort of the like, Matrix, the way they're able to do the bullet time for anyone who doesn't know is that they do 360 cameras all lined up and each one when each one goes off at the same time or in like succession, but like milliseconds. Like milliseconds of each other. So the effect is that you get this really cool slow down 360 view of a shot of like Trinity jumping in the air about to kick somebody or whatever Keanu Reeves dodging bullets (laughs) but um in this one it's only like it's only like half like a like a 180 and it's really like Mm herky-jerky and for some reason it gets really bright like all the cameras have the flash on and it just looks yeah it looks like an amateur attempt to to create what the matrix does flawlessly yeah uh, weird, uh, to say the least. Um, yeah, I don't know because because the big thing with the Matrix is is not so much that I mean I don't know if you can get a camera with a frame rate. It's certainly in nineteen ninety nine it could go quite that high, but 
the bigger problem was actually the movement. The bigger problem was like, how do you get to move around them that quick to get the the three sixty kind of you know movement mm-hmm. of the, the camera? Because uh, I, I, mean, I remember from the, the making of stuff, like they, they had conversations about putting a rocket on the camera to make it go around quick enough and like crazy shit like that. And then someone said, how about we just use a bunch of still photographs <laughs> and just yeah. have them all timed? Um, so that that's the reason why you would still do it that way today is that you just you, there's just no way to have the camera go around them that quickly uh during the moment but yeah i i don't get it i it's it's such a weird moment as well because it's, it's it's literally just like the the bowl of cereal that's on the table is like sort of like kicked up in the air so there's like milk kind of like mid splash like that that's the big action thing that happens during the bullet time I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's not very good. It it really kind of takes you out like, ooh, you this movie was not ready for that effect. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> so, I mean, that's basically the spoiler-free thoughts. I, I guess, you know, they add on a lot of backstory about, like I said, about the pilgrims and stuff and how there's kind of this prejudice against them, uh, which ultimately doesn't really ever go anywhere. doesn't really feel that important. Uh, I think it's just a way to make it... to make the the movie more like star wars like adding a force element to it something magic uh, that's right and... yes how could i forget the pilgrims have a special ability where they can just we'll like save it for spoilers yeah what it is. <laughs> yeah true okay we'll save it for spoilers what it is but let's just say they've got a special ability and it this is one of these things where it just it felt so tacked on. When, when we got the exposition scene where the character sit down, sits down and explains that, I was like, what? Yeah. Really? We're, we're doing this? <laughs> I don't remember that being part of the video games, but it's been a long time since I've played any of them. Uh, I mean, hell, are the characters in this even based on characters in the games? Like. Yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill played the Freddie Prince Jr. character. yeah i think all of them were um were from the video game i think uh, yeah angel and uh maybe matthew willard i don't know i don't know exactly i know like the uh the das boot guy is in the video game okay okay yeah all right, but well, I don't think pilgrims were magical in the game. I don't remember any magic. Mm, yeah, I mean it's subtle magic in the sense that it's just like you know like a sense thing as opposed to like. It's not. There's a line in it that explains why it's not magic. <laughs> quite right. Quite right. Uh, so yeah, with that said, I guess it's time to go into spoilers. Uh, before we do that, though, Tara is going to explain to you how you can support us over at Patreon. My sure, if you like what we do and you want to support us and get a bunch of bonus material, you can go to our Patreon page. It's patreoncom TV and donate as little as a dollar per month will get you bonus episodes of The Ace. You can check out our back catalog of like four or five movies. <laughs> That we've done, including Judge Dread, Time Cop, which is way too good to be on that list, <laughs> and Leviathan. Oh, we've Wing, done Trancers. Wing, Wing Commander should be a, should be one of the bonus episodes. Wing Commander should not be a regular episode. <laughs> yeah, I think the other um, the other movies that were on the list of possible video game movies for Patreon <laughs> probably are going to go to a Patreon special at some point. Yeah. Um, I'll, by the time, I don't think they're going to go back on a vote for the regular channel. <laughs> yeah. By the time this uh, goes out, though, we should have another one up. Uh, bonus episode that is for patrons. Uh, Transfers two should be out by the time this goes up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I look yeah. Forward to so, if you want to go through the franchise with us, of Transfers. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about you, Tara, but I can't wait to see the next adventure of Jack Death. <laughs> I forgot that name. <laughs> yeah. Jack Death. That guy and... is crazy cool. And Helen Hunt, young Helen Hunt. Yeah, she's back for the second one, right? She's in the yeah, she's in the third one as well, I think. All right. So. Yeah, those two had a lot of chemistry. So. Let's see where they go. Spoilers, then we got spoilers, and I mean, movie starts with um, ship being attacked by the Kilthraki, and I keep wanting to say Dolthraki. What's Dolthraki from? That's another sci-fi thing. (laughs) 
Game of Thrones. Is it? I don't yeah. even watch Game of Thrones. Why do I? Why do I know Dothraki? You watched the first season. I don't. You're right. I did. I watched the first season, but like... that was like the Dothraki season, and yeah. they sort of show up throughout the series. But that was like the main Dothraki season. Okay. All right. Well, they kill Dothraki, attack this ship, blow it up, but at first they steal the the warp drive thing or the sat nav. <laughs> well, I can't remember what they called it, but it was along those lines. Uh, so they get coordinates for Earth and. The, the captain just gets a message off to David Warner and David Warner sends this message to Freddie Prince Jr. on a floppy disk, on a zip drive even, uh, because it's, it's, it's the year 2643, but we're still using zip drives. Hey, if it ain't broke. Yeah, if it ain't broke. Uh, I, mean, I make Ooh, fun of that. like you got a Kilaraki on your, uh, on your lap there. Yes. Watch out. It's our mortal enemy. Humans, I am here to take over. <laughs> I want all the catnip. Yes, yes. I am Firefly, and I will eat you all. We're here for your resources of tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> for the audio listeners, I have a cat in my lap, and that's all. Yes. Can I show Gus? You can show Gus. Look, you getting cat jealous? Yeah, I need to show off my cat now too. Look at him. He's oh. so ferocious. He's going to kill all humans. <laughs> For the audio listeners, he's lying asleep on his back with his paws up in the air. It is the most adorable thing ever. So um, there's an ironic touch to Tara's uh, voice work here. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you all humans. Yes. Yes. Okay. There you go, Cap. Pretty cute. <laughs> all right, so, um, so that all, that's all their mission is is to is to uh, deliver this this message to uh, the captain of the Tiger's Claw and then the EXO. I, mean, I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's the exact thing they called him, but Jürgen Prochnow is the second command. I'm assuming he's the EXO. If they assu- uh, just going by normal terms, I don't know. I think they use Air Force terms, but I don't really know. Well, they wanted to be a submarine movie later, so <laughs> I'm using EXO. I'm using EXO. I don't know. Maybe they did Navy stuff, but I always imagined them as being uh, like the future Air Force, but Space Force. Well, an actual aircraft carrier, does that count as Navy or Air Force? Yeah. Well, no, the Navy has like the uh, uh, the Blue Angels and the... That the jets that you see, yeah, those are always navy, but mm. like Top Gun is navy, yeah. But, um, but I don't know, I, I think I remember this being like maybe I'm thinking of the game still, you but f- being like Air Force, oh, whatever. Exo is fine, yeah. So. <laughs> You're a good pro, Dasput, we'll just call him Dasput. So, Dasput <laughs> is also there, and this cat is getting on my nerves. He keeps jumping up. He's not only dumping the desk next to the keyboard, and he keeps trying his luck. Mm. Yes, yeah, see you, Kilthraki. <laughs> Try it again. See what happens. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we get the first sign of this prejudice that happens, where Freddie Prince Jr. is going around with this this uh, pendant, this cross that means he's a pilgrim or he comes from pilgrims, and we find out that his mother. Uh, was a pilgrim, but his father fought fought in the. Uh, I think it was it wasn't con- it was the con- Confederation. I think that was what they called it. I think so. Um, and Jorgen Prot now is like completely racist. Like he's just immediately like ah this pilgrim scum, this little half breed. Like he's saying things like that the whole movie, and he as soon as something goes wrong, he's like ah I bet he's you know betrayed us. He's he's a traitor. He's saboteur. Like he's just. Like, all movies doing that. Um, and there's no real payoff. Because I think you expect there's going to be a moment where Jürgen Prochnow like, respects him by the end of the movie where he shakes his hand and goes, you know what, I was wrong. You're a, you're an honour. It's an honour to serve with you. But he never does. There's never that that moment at all. Mm-mm. Jürgen Prochnow never learns no. his ways. Not really. Not really. Maybe they were saving it for the sequel. <laughs> Oh yeah, Wing Commander Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that that came out. <laughs> so so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So from here, like they want to try and get back to where where or near Earth or something like that, and there's no easy way of doing this. Uh, like you know, they're, they're twenty five days away or some something like that. Um, versus the Kilthraki who are you know six days away. I, I don't know. I can't remember the numbers, but it was something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. And uh, so the captain of the small ship that Fred Prince Jr. was on, he's a, a Taggart, uh, which is a very Scottish name. In fact, there's a Scottish character, uh, David Warner's like guy who keeps like doing his commands is Scottish, uh, which isn't that notable. I just laugh because the last movie we did also had a Scottish character. Uh, it seems to be kind of an accidental trend here. Um, mm-hmm. So he he so that's Taggart. He he like seems very he must knowledgeable. Be the engineer, right? Sure. Yes, yes. Scott, the Scottish guy's always the engineer. He's always fixing the ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something about the Scots. It must be that dwarven engineering. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, just good at fixing stuff, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. No, <laughs> don't ask me to fix things. I, <laughs> I don't know how to do shit. But, <laughs> but as a people, as a people, I think we, we know how to fix things. Um, but he, so he's very knowledgeable at space and going through wormholes and it kind of shows us that freddie prince jr is kind of good at it as well because he kind of he before they get to this ship they have to go through a wormhole to get there and he kind of like does it without the computer and it's like no he's he's like a prodigy he knows what he's doing he's got this instinct right use the force use the force the pilgrimage force which we find out <laughs> is basically a thing that the pilgrims could navigate and do complex things like all the computers we use now to navigate pilgrims could just do that in their head they're this magical being they could just do it they could just wing it yep it's uh it's not magic though it's genetics it's genetics (laughs) (laughs) oh dear that's a real line from the film (laughs) they've got midichlorine that's basically what that is, yeah. Is it, but this is the thing. This is the same year as the Force Awakens. Somehow, this is this movie's hitting uh, all these no, beats of the Phantom Menace. Sorry, Phantom Menace. Sorry, you're right. Sorry, Phantom Menace. But somehow, this movie's hitting all these beats from all the other films that came out in 1999. <laughs> it's got a shitty version of Bullet Time. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a shitty version of Metaclorians because they're equally kind of shitty. But like, <laughs> you're right. I think maybe Chris Roberts had like an insider, <laughs> an inside guy. Yeah, so we've heard about this bullet time. Also, I got a sneak peek at the next script for Star Wars. <laughs> Do you want to copy? Because Star Wars is going to be a big hit, right? No one's going to have a bad thing to say about the next Star Wars movie. Uh, not when it came out. Uh, but I don't think there's been more people in denial at the same time than right after the Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. Not the worst prequel, though. I'll, 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 I'll maintain that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the pod racing scene's pretty good. Attack of the Clones is like three of the most boring hours of my life, and I'm I'm not well. Revenge of the Sith is just so rage-inducing that it's the worst in my mind. I can accept. I'll that. take boring over just what that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't line up to the original. I, I don't think I would. I, I think I would take at least the one that's making me angry over the one that's just boring me as much as Attack of the Clones did. But that's that's a that's a personal choice <laughs> i don't think that's true at all because you rated salvation higher than terminator 3 but terminator 3 also made me more angry i know <laughs> you said that it's worse to have something that's boring rather because at least if something's anger inducing then it's more fun oh, to watch sure, but like salvation wasn't like completely boring no there, there was some things in no, there it's, it's actually kind of watchable yeah, I mean, there's levels to this. You're right. Don't, You're don't, right. don't take one statement and apply it to every example ever to make me look like a, like a fool. That's my job as co-host. <laughs> oh, fine, fine. On guard, right? <laughs> I will fight. <laughs> On guard. I will. I'll say things. Is on guard French? It sounds French. Yes. Yes. Well, much like our paladin character. Yes, 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 yes. Much like a paladin, a uh, tiger. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love how the, the Scottish-sounding guy is uh, is French. That's whatever. <laughs> um, he speaks a French line. 
It like, does. Au revoir, mes amis, or something. I don't know. Before he shoots rockets. You can't tell we'll, me we'll that James Taggart sounds French, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> My name is James Taggart. I am from France. I'm Taggart. <laughs> James Taggart. My name is James Taggart, and I like Vulivans and Croissants. <laughs> I like red wine, baguette, croissant. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate American. They are so pompous. Uh, James Tagar. <laughs> I was even a French accent. I don't, I don't know what I was doing there. Um, the Frenchman. He he is. Um, he recommends let's go through this this portal, this wormhole thing, and the captain's like, "But that's crazy." Like, and, and Jürgen Prochnow comes in and he's like, yeah, that's crazy. No one's done that in, like, decades. And even then, that was filthy pilgrims. That wasn't, that wasn't us. That was pilgrims. Um, telegraphing, of course, the fact that there's going to be a, a reveal later that this uh, Taggart is also a pilgrim and reveals it to Fairy Prince Jr. And it's like a nothing moment that doesn't mean anything and no one cares. <laughs> they have the same best friend necklace. <laughs> Which has, Besties. like, a... Yeah, it has like a knife that pops out because at one point he's playing with it and it like goes ting and it's like a little. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's actually a super sweet weapon. Pew, yeah, these, these pilgrims are uh, are rough. You don't want to mess with them. They're all, <laughs> yeah. pa- they're all packing. Maybe that's why everyone hates them. Uh, maybe, maybe. Well, apparently they lost the war because they're, they're, they're very much the hated uh, minority now. So yeah. I, I don't maybe know. They're pirates. Uh, so they go through the big portal. Um, but it's worth mentioning before we even get to what's you know once they go to the portal because the portal's when the the bullet time moment happens, um, is that we we have glossed over all of the sort of the entrance of Fred Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard joining this crew as two of the pilots, and all the shit that goes along with that, where Matthew Lillard is just awful in every possible okay. way, infatuated with a pretty lady. Yes, uh, multiple pretty ladies. He eventually settles on one who fights with him a little bit. Uh, but there's an attraction. Well, they have matching bleached hair, so that is it's true. meant to be. It's meant to be. Uh, so yes, uh, Forbes is the is the lady in question, and they kind of bond. But we see how the rest of the crew basically react when they see Freddie Prince Jr.'s like uh, pendant. They're like, "Whoa, you're a pilgrim," and they just don't want to trust them anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. And we also learn that if someone dies on the ship, they have this rule where they just pretend they never existed. Which seems very unhealthy to me from a from a therapy point of view. Yeah, instead of closure, let's just uh, let's just uh, close that part of our brain <laughs> to any memory. Yes, uh, which all comes back to a wonderful head because th- there is like one small mission at one point where they all go out in their ships and they come back because it, it ends with um, Matthew Lillard and uh someone else like doing like flips at the end like they're actually in the runway it's and they're Forbes. upside down yeah yeah and they both flip so they're kind of competing with each other um but the it's big really one stupid. It is really stupid but the big one that happens though is they, they go out for this big mission where they're, they're having to you know, keep track of uh, the, the right. things as if it's falling apart on towers end. uh they have to keep track of um this this big alien ship you know they're, they're kind of like sneaking around the dothraki sorry the kildraki uh and <laughs> they so so all all the ships go out and they're 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 going after these like small ships in the distance and it's actually um a tiger who's like hey this is a trap the learners out here these ships that we're going after aren't big deals these are these are like convoy ships this is a trap so that the main ship the tiger's call will be unprotected so they can attack it and uh Sathrin Burroughs, who's the you know the 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 wing commander, is like no, like you're you're just a civilian. I'm not taking orders from you. And then he's like, no, actually, I'm actually a pretty high up in the navy. Um, here's my designation. Blah blah. So it's a big reveal. It's like yeah, he's got a record. Mm-hmm. He's high ranking. So she follows his order, and they come back, and we get sort of the big main like you know pilot fight scene of the the movie where every, everyone's like darting around and shooting their their guns and whatnot. Of course, all of which have audio. Of course they do. Nothing but sound in space. Uh, but here, here's where we get to the big part where Matthew Lillard and uh, this, this uh, Forbes character, um, he basically goes, they're ordered back to the ship because at this point all the little uh, Kilthraki ships are all retreating, right? All the little raiders 
are retreating. And I'm calling them raiders because they reminded me of raiders from Battlestar Galactica. That's just a thing. Uh, but a lot of this kind of is kind of like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, a lot of the feel is, I think. Yeah, it's a shit I mean, version of it, but yeah. That one, Battlestar is obviously better, but and I haven't seen very much of it, but yeah. Hmm. I don't know. If I were going to compare it to anything, <laughs> if somebody asked me, what's Wing Commander like? I would say kind of like Battlestar Galactica future. Yeah. I, I loved I loved how there you saw that I was mid-drink, and instead of covering and talking while I was drinking and clearly was going to take a few <laughs> seconds to finish, you waited until I'd finished and was about to start speaking before you started uh, talking again. No. <laughs> There's a delay. The delay's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a second long delay. That was like forced five seconds of me like struggling to finish my drink so I could keep talking. And then you just wait until I'm done and then start your next sentence. Why not drink in between shows? Tara's in a mood tonight, guys. I, I, I'm trying my best. I had a long day at work. I am trying my best to keep this jovial. I really had am. a long day of work, and then I had to watch Wing Commander. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my fault. Blame the patrons. That's not on me. It's the patrons. I do blame the patrons. Yes. I mean, I love them all. And if they want to punish me, all I want to say is, I'm sorry for whatever I did. Um... <laughs> I, I hope you express yourselves in other ways in the future, like um, send an email to MFTV questions as to why you want, what you're upset about, <laughs> why you want us to watch terrible movies. Because our pain brings them joy. I think that's something we've established. <laughs> uh, I will say right now, there's a neck and neck race in the horror movie vote for streams this month. And it, it's actually tied up because I was really angry at first because something I really didn't want to win was winning, and now it's now it's actually tied with something else. And I'm like, yes, come on, come on, patrons, come on, don't let me down. <laughs> Vote the right way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so tense, so tense behind the scenes watching those votes go up. Uh, it's fun for us this month though because all all the options were actually quite good. <laughs> so. So we're for, just, for the eighth, this yeah, month. yeah, definitely. So, so we're we're just sitting back and watching the the votes for Jurassic Park, Star Wars, RoboCop, <laughs> and uh, Planet of the Apes come in. <laughs> yeah, all movies that we want to watch. So yeah, well, whatever. Surprise! Yeah. Star Wars isn't winning, but that's okay. You can't tell them that. <laughs> what this is going to go up after that? Well, it but then, but then. This week's got uh, Terminator Genesis, and then a week after that is that, and then, oh, it's so close. This goes out in like, the last day of the month. Everybody, <laughs> sign up for Patreon at the $5 level and vote for Star Wars. <laughs> no, please. Sign up for, no, sign up for $5 tier and then vote for one, something that isn't Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, so you guys know what to do. Uh -oh. Yeah, that's what you get. You froze. You froze for your insubordination. How dare you? It's just the AI turning against me. Can we? Can we? Can we remind everyone who is the wing commander of the show? Hmm? I think we... they all know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Look at me. I'm the wing commander now. <laughs> so anyway, this is the point where Matthew Lord, despite the fact that they brought her back to the ship, they're chasing the little ships, the little alien ships, is like, hey, let's take some out. I want to take some out. So they pursue and shoot and like, you know, first of all, Forbes is like, hey, look at this. And she sort of does this fancy little thing where she sort of dodges and then shoots them down. It's like, hey, beat that. So then he, so he's already been really, really immature by like goading her into this, this, this like against orders little extra fight. He mm -hmm. then goes to show off completely, sort of flies into one of them without firing for the longest time. And she's telling him and then she gets hit and he has to guide her back to, back to the main ship. 
and guide her into the runway. But of course, she loses complete control because her ship screwed up and she dies. She just dies right there and then. The ship explodes, she hits the runway, and she's dead. And like everything after this, every every moment with Freddie Prince Jr. like holding on to him, saying, "Hey man, man, she's a, she's a trained you know pilot. You know she knew what she was doing." I'm like, "Don't give him an out. This is his fault. This is completely <laughs> his fault. No." I mean, they were both being pretty immature, and both of them did the whole flippy thing inside of a starship, like super dangerous. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. Beginning in the movie. I'm not saying it's not also her fault. I'm saying I mean that... they both learned a very hard lesson. No no no, only and he learned a hard dead. no, he, he learned a hard lesson. She is dead and gets away with it essentially. So when Angel like pulls out the gun to shoot him in the head, were you rooting for her to do it? Yeah, I was like, "Come on, Burrows, make <laughs> up for that." <laughs> I was like, "Make up for that shitty acting by popping Matthew Lillard square on the forehead. Go on." That would be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the weird thing about it is though is that Matthew Lillard after like getting a little pep talk from her to go back out for the, the big final fight just kind of disappears to the point where before he pops up pops back up at the end when Freddie Prince Jr. gets back and he hugs him I actually was questioning in my head did he die in that final big fight and I didn't notice because we hadn't seen him or heard from him in like 20 minutes and I, I was like yeah. did, did he die? What happened? What's going on? Yeah I mean he does go kind of catatonic mm-hmm. for a little bit yeah, but his absence yeah. is after that. His character's been hurt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a real, it's a real um, dramatic role for Matthew Willard. Uh huh. Maybe, maybe if you don't want to have the love of your life die, maybe don't put them in extremely stupidly dangerous situations that they don't need to be in. Just a thought. Hey, every every teenager or young adult feels that they're invincible. <laughs> Stop making excuses for Lord. Stop it. <laughs> Can't be having it. So, they, yeah, so, so, it's after this, actually. They get bombarded with one of the big ships. Uh, they take a bit, couple of big hits to their shields, and they end up having to camouflage in the crater. And this is where we get this excellent moment where they have to be quiet so they won't be detected. Shh. There is a destroyer hunting us. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so stupid. Um, and then eventually they, they come across another ship that they think they can board, and they kind of have to, because they need the fuel. So they actually storm it, and we get like a scene of them actually in like the marine outfits, like going through the ship with their guns. And it's very quick. It seems very easy for what they're doing. I don't know. I didn't feel like it had enough impact uh, for what it should be. But they actually find where they're going. They get the exact coordinates for where they're heading when they're going to attack Earth. And if they can get that information to Earthfleet, then they can be prepared as soon as they jump through and just annihilate them. Just be, that's it, you're done. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what the movie becomes about. It becomes about Freddie Prince Jr. because the big ship's too big to go through the fleet. So the idea is that one little fighter pilot can actually get through, sneak, sneak through, jump through the portal, and get the information to uh, the rest of the fleet. And that's kind of the big last hurrah. But how will the they navigate? Through Pilgrim Magic Powers. <laughs> That's how. It's not magic. It's genetic. <laughs> like. So good. I can't think of a genetic disease. I wanted to say something really funny there, but I couldn't think of a disease. <laughs> we shall move on <laughs> to. Uh, so, Fair Pressure does his thing. Saffron Burrows gets stuck in the asteroids or, or whatever. Uh, left presumably for dead. She's like, no, I'm giving you an order, Lieutenant. You have to go and finish this mission. Don't save me. And she actually does end up getting saved. Um, he gets through the portal. He has to, like, lure one of the big uh, Kilthraki ships into, like, a gravity hole or something, whatever he called it. Uh, and then the Earth fleet win because they get the coordinates, and that's it. And... Fairy Prince goes back to the ship because he finds out Saffron Burrows is still alive. And was it just me or did this kiss between them come out of nowhere? It was bizarre. They're... I mean, they, they sort of showed like this little flirty scene between them when she got when she wasn't able to move. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was out of place. And then, yeah. And then them kissing at the end was just like, I just don't 
No, not buying the chemistry. No, no chemistry. I never felt like it was really hinting at that throughout the movie, in all honesty. No, not till the very end. Yeah, no, that felt weird. And honestly, Freddy Prince Jr.'s character for the whole, his only thing is when he's asking Tiger about everyone's hated me for being a pilgrim my whole life, and I don't know why. And then we get a big exposition dump as to who the pilgrims were, and it never really feels like it gets capped off. There's never a payoff to it. No, I mean, I guess the, him being able to pilot the ship oh. is supposed to be the payoff, but. It doesn't really feel like much. I and don't know. It, it never feels like the other characters like accept them, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, we did miss. There's, there's a scene actually about. It's be, it's before uh, Bowers uh, or sorry Forbes dies uh, at some point. That where after some damage is taken in the ship, the uh, space door, you know, the, the uh, what do you call it, the the, the oh, what do you call the exterior door in a ship? A hatch. I don't know. Oh. oh, oh god, that's gonna bug me. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like the airlock. The airlock. Thank you. Yes, the airlock. That's what I'm looking for. All right. So the airlock is like lying open, right? And they're getting sucked, you know, vacuum style. And uh-huh. for some reason, it doesn't seem to be affecting people at the other end of the room. Just ones that are close to the door uh but fred pressure is getting there's another force field we don't see i don't know but fred pressure is getting sucked in and he just grabs like something on the floor just just in the nick of time so he doesn't get sucked out (laughs) and like matthew lord has to like convince the other pilots to want to help him because they're just like ah he's a pilgrim just let him die like that's basically their their attitude um but he convinces them to help and we have this scene of them all pulling them in with with a with a wire and it's it's whatever like you know I, yeah. I, thought I mean, at least it. you get to see Matthew Willard get uh, injured. True. He's got like a cool little thing where he, he wraps a wire around his waist and because he's being pulled through the airlock, like it, there is some damage that is done to him because of it. Like for a movie that just ignores science, like that seemed like something they would ignore, but they didn't. He got really injured from that, like coughing up blood and stuff. And then for some reason, like... The, like the rest of the crew is pu- is pulling them in and they're all like really concerned about saving them and then once they bring them they're like all right you guys got it from here and then just walk away even though they're both like super injured like call a call sick bay <laughs> <laughs> why is everyone just moving on <laughs> yeah the movie literally just ends with saffron burrow's been like carted away in a stretcher after the kiss and that's it that's the end of the movie yeah. uh yep you don't want any more of this you know you don't so let's just go home Leave the theaters. <laughs> Get the hell out of there. Um, that's the movie. Like, I, I guess I agree. It's not the worst thing ever, but it's like so thoroughly in the really bad territory of like just being stupid, having bad acting, having plot uh, threads that don't pay off, having very little in the way of a character arc for the main character. Uh, and so on and so forth that it is just kind of a mess it's just a mess of like mm-hmm. random sci-fi tropes and ideas that you've seen before done better and other things um or you've seen better since at the very least and yeah that's just all the aliens is. don't look good either they just look yeah. like i mean they look like cats but they don't look very good and it's hard not to think of klingons when they start talking and it's like in a different language and they get subtitles it's hard not to think of klingon I was thinking that they shouldn't have brought guns. They should have brought like laser pointers to like defeat the <laughs> Bunch of balled up receipt papers. <laughs> no, you just got a bunch of cardboard boxes. Cats love boxes. <laughs> They're enamored with them. Um, my own Kilthraki is back in my lap for the record. I'm. Mine. I'm trying to distract with a toy because he's decided he's uh he's done sleeping. Hmm. So trouble, trouble is coming, is what you're saying. Yes, I'm trying to keep him away from the door mm. with this. His one weakness. His one weakness. You've got a lot of weaknesses, don't you, Firefly? Yes. One of them's been a scratch both sides of your head like this. Oh, you love it. You love it. His eyes shut. It's great. See, that's how you defeat the Kilraki. <laughs> Just got him tickle the chins. Just tickle the chins. Yeah. Right, I know you've got his good, good, you're dead to rights, Mister Kilthraki. But can I just try something? It's going to, it's going to involve getting close to you. I just want to try something to see if it can sort of bring peace between our two peoples. Hey, let's mm-hmm. try it. Tickle, tickle the chin. 
<laughs> oh, that's so good. That's how did we never think of this? How did we never think of doing this to each other? Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, you know what? We won't kill you. You, you can stick around. Just tickle our chins once in a while. <laughs> yeah, you just have to turn the temperature way up in this ship and have a lot of flat surfaces for the cats to lie down on. That's a good point. We never, over. we never get to see where they sleep either, do we? We never get to see like, do they have little cat beds where they just sort of snuggle up? <laughs> Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, the movie sucks though. I like it's it's full of like this the science is worse than most Hollywood movies. It's, it's and it's one thing for it just to have the sound, but to actually actually bring it up as a plot point and use it is unforgivable. <laughs> unforgivable. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. Not I don't know. I don't know what movie I was hoping the patrons would pick, but for some reason I didn't think it would be this. Well, this is what we got. This is what we got. Yeah. What? What? And it's because I really thought they were going to go for like Assassin's Creed or something. It's because they picked us that we specifically picked a lot of good movies for the next four. <laughs> because like, oh well, yeah. we can't we can't <laughs> falter now. Now there's no way they can let us down. So. That, that that is basically it. I I don't know if I have much more to add. Tara, would you like to rate Wing Commander? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't love this movie. I don't hate it either. It's just not. It's not very good. But there are. It is kind of fun to watch how bad it is in a way. Because <laughs> it is kind of a mess. But it's not. Um, I don't know. I I think it's. I think it's a four, which seems kind of generous, but I think I think three might be too low, because uh, it's still kind of watchable. It's just not, it's just not good. <laughs> I can't recommend it, you know. Hmm. I think I have to go with a three. Yeah, that's pretty low. It's a pretty shit movie. I mean, <laughs> I mean, can you say anything actually good about it? Can you give it a compliment? There are some good actors in it, and they do, you know, they act really well for the dumb things they're saying. <laughs> I mean, they're all wasted, but yeah. I, I mean, I guess yeah. There's some good side characters, or actually, that's a lie. There's not good side characters. There's good actors in side roles. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So there you go. A four and a three from us. Uh, for Wing Commander, not a good movie. Did not recommend it. Um, definitely uh, better movies you no. can be seen. Not gonna recommend it. And it, it's so unless you maybe if you play the computer games, then check it out. But you probably already have. Do you know it, it's so old like me? It's so bad as well in a nineteen ninety nine way. Like it feels so nineteen ninety nine. You can't say that when it's the same year as The Matrix. No, but I'm not. I'm not saying everything in 1999 was bad. I'm saying that there was like all the stuff that was bad in 1999 has a specific 1999 style of bad. In the same way that something mm-hmm. that's bad from like 2006 has a mid 2000s kind of feel to it. Um, you know. All right. It has this trying to be cool kind of thing, and it wants us to really care about this thoughtful, burdened main character, and he's just, as you put it earlier, such a wet blanket. It, there's <laughs> nothing to him. Uh, he has very little character. It is very, very bad. So, there you go. That is Wing Commander. Uh, on your episode of Atomic Cinema Experiment, you can, of Ooh. course, let us know what you thought of the, the movie, if you've seen it, in the comments. Uh, you can like and subscribe. Remember to ding the bell so you always get the notifications on YouTube. Uh, you can support us, of course, by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the podcast. It helps people find them, you know, because they, they recommend it out a bit more if it's got a, a higher higher rating, things like that. So make sure you do that. And as Tara, as Tara, as Tara so lovingly uh, promoted earlier, uh, patreon.com slash TV uh, to support us financially and get some bonuses. Um, but yeah, yeah, check out all the stuff we do. Tara, recommend something else we do. Check out the Star Trek reviews if you're interested in science fiction. Um, both Peter and Connor are reviewing the second season of Star Trek The Next Generation right now. And you've got the backlog of of the entire 
original series already. So yeah, that's been fun. Watch. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. It also me and Tower are doing classic reviews of the Twilight Zone. You can check out those too. Indeed. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and Watchmen. And Watchmen. If you enjoy our HBO reviews, we're doing the Watchmen right now. We are. Uh, we haven't watched it yet, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Well, I loved how you phrased that in, in a tense where it sounds like we are already doing it. Because by the time this goes up, we will have done a couple of episodes already. So Yeah. Uh, very good. Very good, Terror. <laughs> Since that's your name now, apparently. I'm a pro. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. Um, in fact, I did tell you what's coming next week, don't I? Oh, yeah. It's a cartoon. As a cartoon. Tara, why don't you tell them what we're doing next week? Because you tricked me into it. Yes, we are doing a, a Disney time travel movie called Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> what have I let myself in for? I forgot to mention that it was animated. <laughs> yes, she very much did. I feel... <laughs> time travel. Yeah. I don't know if we've got time this week, but I really feel like we should try and go a Mystery Science Theater to go along with that. I've got a sneaking suspicion yeah. that'll be a shorter conversation than normal. <laughs> we should probably watch Laser Blast. We should watch Laser Blast. We've been promising it for a while. We have been, yeah. Uh, you heard it here, you heard it here, folks. Laser Blast is coming soon, hopefully next week. So, uh, let us know what you thought of the movie, blah, 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 all that stuff that I said before. Uh, you can, of course, check us out. Get us on the Twitters at the Ace Podcast and uh that's about it that about covers it so thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching sci-fi movies guys and computer add salsa yum yum